0: Hey, welcome everybody to another episode of the top 10 i am john roca
1: i am matt nost and uh hey <laughs> there you go yeah you know, everything that's new that's happening probably you know has nothing to do with the movie so we don't have to talk about. So you know what's new with you have you found any new tv shows as of late we're out we've tried so many lately we're out we got nothing No, no, but we
0: just we started Atlanta. Holy shit, that show is fucking excellent, Matt. I don't know if you've seen it. I have not. I just, dude, no, it is your kind of humor. Just let me tell you, man, it is your kind of humor. I think you'll love it. I don't. I don't know if Catherine will love it because I haven't seen what kind of humor she likes. But I would definitely recommend it to you, man. It is not what you think at all. It's not just three dudes like you know. How do we make money? It's more. It's way more. Hardcore, and especially because like, we talked about on one of our shows, like your family's in the South, you'll get it. Like you'll get it. So yeah, I can't recommend it enough. It's on Hulu. All right. Right now. great.
1: It's yeah. one that I had always wanted to, but when it came out, there was already enough television that we were watching.
0: Yeah, same thing. Same thing for me. I was like, I, I don't have time for this one. And then we were we were flipping around, and she's a big Donald Glover fan. We just watched his stand up from like. 2012 when he was doing mm-hmm. community which was really funny and so from there we kind of well oh, let's give a shot to atlanta because i thought it was going to be like hey how do we make money drama but it's way more like fucking crazy funny uh than uh than you expect and also real about the situation that they're in so yeah can't recommend it enough you know okay yeah.
1: there you go good i we've tried everything man Literally everything, all creatures great and small.
0: Oh, shit. Oh, shit. That's all. Oh, Dude, yeah.
1: 22 minutes in and Kath and I both went, nope. Yep. Yep. Agreed. Uh, 30 Agreed. coins. Have you seen that? No. What is 30 coins? So it's a HBO Spain show. Oof. And it has to do with the 30 Roman coins that uh, Judas was given to right. betray uh, Jesus.
0: Yeah. The silver coins.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So now they're cursed. Or something oh. along those lines. We made it about eighteen minutes into that, and we were <laughs> like, "Nope,
0: <laughs> not our jam." And
1: it's it's weird, but some of the acting to me is terrible. Yeah, yeah. But the reviews are through the roof. So you're like, this thing only can get better. But I'm out after you know twenty minutes. Yeah.
0: Man, uh, I, I started telling because I'll come out and I'll just flip around at night. And she gets super frustrated by that. So I've started telling her, like, while I'm doing my shows from that five to seven time frame, you get on those streaming services and you create a playlist. Because I every time I start hunting around, you get frustrated. And I'd rather I shorthand it with you creating a list of TV shows you might be interested in. And then I come out, take a look at them and see if one of them grabs my interest. Because I think I have a little more of a um, wider palette. Mm-hmm. than she does so i'm i that makes it easier for me because I'm, I'm there's like five things i suggest every time i flip around and she doesn't want to watch so you know it's frustrating why well, are they the same five things no no that's sometimes, sometimes it'll be different and i'll be like okay just try this let's try that and just uh not her thing sometimes so, mm-hmm. so right. like we're on a jeopardy kick now <sighs>
1: See, I could do that as interspersing, like watch two Jeopardies or something and then watch something like a real drama. I couldn't watch three straight hours of Jeopardy.
0: We did. The other night we watched four hours of Jeopardy. Yeah, it's too much. Yeah. Just back to back to back to back to back, you
1: know. Yeah, I love Jeopardy, but like two. Yeah. Yeah. And then go on to treat it like it's afternoon television. And that's the six to seven time is Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune. Mm-hmm. And then it goes into some other comedy reruns that lead right into your actual prime time
0: schedule. Yeah, yeah. So,
1: treat your house like a prime time schedule.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm Dude. trying to get her on the godless, uh, but she won't take a chance on it. I wanted to, I wouldn't mind rewatching that.
1: Well, yeah, personally, I think Jeff Daniels is the only thing worthwhile in that, that series. Wow. Okay. All right. It's nothing against there's a bunch of excellent actors in it. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. But his character is the only one that I've really gravitated towards and wanted to know more of the backstory on. He's brutal, man. That's He funny. is. Jeff Daniels is one of the most versatile actors you're going to find. Yep,
0: yep. We just finished that Yorkshire Ripper show that just came out on Netflix. I don't know if you've seen that. It's called, it's called The Ripper on Netflix. But it's, oh, uh, is it good? Yeah, it's about the British one, the Yorkshire mm-hmm. Ripper. It is engrossing, dude. We finished it in one night, four episodes, just 50 minutes each one. And there's a new one that just came out on the Night Stalker that dropped. Yesterday. Yeah. So I want to see if those are any good. Uh, but she it's can't not really... Her cup of tea, so oh, Catherine. Was- oh, got it.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, Emily's like she can't watch it at night. She's cool to watch it on a Saturday afternoon, but she can't watch it at night because it gives her nightmares and shit. So makes it too real. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Especially now that we, you know, we have a house with like these windows, backyard window doors. You know, it can be kind of scary to think about. So what yeah. a screen door. Yeah, but I mean, like, you know, a double pane window door yeah, that slides. Glass door. Door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sliding glass doors on, on both in our living room and our bedroom. So mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. Like one, you can go out to the backyard in two different ways. Uh, but like, you know, she gets worried about it with the serial killer stuff because they always seem to find a way through those sliding glass doors to get. Well, especially
1: in the 70s. Yeah, right. In the early 80s. It seemed like that was the, the weak point in the security system yeah exactly let me let me ask you this are you guys by chance the last house on the left
0: <laughs> yes if you're coming up the road we are well, last, from yeah left. from which yeah. which
1: is specific direction yes you're the last house on the left all right we are
0: <laughs> uh what others can i think of uh, i've never thought of that <laughs> holy shit <laughs> Yeah, on this particular stretch of the road, we are the last house on the left. You can go yeah, left to right. but
1: if you're coming in the other direction, you're the first house on yeah, the left. Yeah, we're the first house on the So right. it's not like the road ends and there's your you're house. You're right. No,
0: no. Fuck no. I hate living in places like that where you're the end house. No, thanks.
1: Uh, I, really? I had a friend that had that in uh, high school and it was the coolest. Mm. It was th- his and one other house went up this small little, but behind each was a small ravine. Oh, shit. So, yeah, it's just like all the forest behind you, just trees. We used to play down there, like run around. Right, right. And just do kid stuff, throw rocks at each other. I don't know. You know, whatever you're doing (laughs) as kids. kids The best was, so there used to be these uh, vines that grew up in like an invasive species. And uh, some of them would get pretty thick and strong. So we found one one day and it seemed like it was, you know, we were swinging on it. Mm -hmm. going out over this so the ravine went down plateaued and then where the vine swung out it dropped down like another four or five feet and then plateaued again and that was the base right right so we were on this running out and then flying out and you start four or five feet off the ground and then you swing out and then you swing back type of and i'll never forget it he swung out the dude whose house it was he was like the 15th person they'd done it you know we'd all done it a few different times Mm -hmm. and he got to the apex the highest of the swing and it broke the vine oh, and it was like a fucking uh, uh, wily Coyote because the look in his eyes and he suddenly just went straight down and you just heard this thud because it was five people below us but the look in his eyes like oh my fly. the rest of us were like thank god that wasn't me it just I mean, it was like a cartoon just whoop and you'd see the the airlines moving up out of you know that stays in frame while the person just disappears it was great <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yikes, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we're, we're figuring it out. You know, we're, I mean, we like it down here. We're just figuring it out. But yeah. Anyway, every
1: place has its challenges.
0: Yeah. 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 But it's nice. And and yeah, trying to figure out what we're going to watch. All of that is, is uh, frustrating. Yeah. Uh, but that's enough of this banter. The Brooklyn Nets have made an incredible trade. We got to talk about this for God's sake. Oh, okay. Yeah, please. Well, by the time have- people hear this, though, it'll be old news. But, that's okay. right. but I got to talk about this with you because we, you know, uh, I want to hear what your thoughts are. This is insane, Matt. He, fat- I mean, it's- I don't want to fat shame somebody, but he certainly put pounds on in yeah. an effort to say, fuck you to Houston. He didn't get himself in shape. And he made this happen. Uh, it is such a passive aggressive way of doing it but he certainly wanted out of a situation of his own making and then got himself traded to the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, now he gets what he wants. Do you like this trade for the Nets? Do you like this trade for the Rockets? Uh, they All oh, the depots out of Indiana now? Crazy.
1: Yeah. Trading Karis LeVert. Cleveland gets Jared Allen and Torian Prince. Mm-hmm. Uh, Houston also gets Dante Exum and Karooks, something yeah. like that. I didn't know the name off the top of my head. Plus, and by the way, we're talking about James Harden going to the uh, Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. Plus, Houston gets the Nets 22, 24, 26 first-rounders. Pick swaps with the Nets 21, 3, 5, and 7. And they also get Cleveland's first-rounder in 22, I believe. Ooh. Ooh. It's, you know, for Houston, this is pretty good. Yeah. You got Oladipo. You're taking a risk, but the guy's been an all-star. Putting him next to another guy risk of John Wall, but John Wall wants to be there. Boogie Cousins, another risk, but John, Boogie wants to be there. Does. Could be something, but you also have enough picks to where you're not saddled with these guys. Brooklyn, if you don't win in the next two years, you guys are royally screwed. Yeah. Royally.
0: <laughs> A thousand percent.
1: I, it's the worst game. Now, everybody's like, they're doing Paul Pierce and KG again. It just KG was washed. Yes. By KG standards. He still played. Paul Pierce, you could tell, was on the precipice. When they did that, I instantly said, that's uh, an amazing trade for the Celtics. Whereas yeah. I still have belief that New Jersey could win. They could. It's it's possible now. It is definitely possible. You mean, the, you mean Brooklyn? You mean Brooklyn? Brooklyn,
0: I'm sorry, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it uh, is possible. Yeah. Uh, I think so, too. Now, but the thing is, who's going to... Who's going to take the final shot, man? Are they going to defer to Kevin? Does, does, I, did, James, did James have like six years of trying to run a, a, an organization and be the lead dog? And in the end, he realized, I'm never going to get there as the lead dog. I might as well take go to this other place, and I'll be uh, part of the group, and we'll win a title possibly. Uh, and how does Russell Westbrook feel if, he, if he's the odd man out of this reuniting pair? Hell, <laughs> yeah, and Ibaka's on the Clippers. All right, that's right, that's right. Ibaka's on the Clippers,
1: but like for for Brooklyn, it's just scary because they're roughly middle of the pack on defensive efficiency, and Jared Allen was their best defender overall. So now you're asking DeAndre Jordan play thirty ish minutes a game, and he's just not going to give that to you. So, are you going to force teams to go small and shift Durant to the five? So, and then it's it's Durant, Kyrie, James Harden, Joe Harris, and I'm not sure exactly who right now. Yeah. You know, number five would be if you're going to shift uh, off because you just lost Torian Prince, you just lost Karis Levert, you just lost Jared Allen,
0: the, and so, they got like four slots now available. That
1: yeah, they've they yeah they'll sense. be filling with G League players. Or I'm sure they're waiting also for the buyout to get a center mm. in that market uh, at the trade deadline. Anybody that just doesn't make it out as a trade gets bought out. Yeah. Uh, so replenish there, but it's I mean knew it was coming. I, the, it's the number of picks and pick swaps that me, to me is asinine. I think it's interesting that the Nets are taking the swing. Houston is doing the right thing by getting their disgruntled play out of there. Yeah. James Harden is an asshole. Yeah. You're getting paid 30 some odd million, 40 some odd million, whatever the case is. I have to look up its actual contract. I know he's going to lose almost 14 million in taxes alone <laughs> by moving to New York.
0: Damn it, man.
1: Yeah. It's like 13.8. That's just in city-state taxes in New York that he doesn't have to pay in Houston and Texas. Yeah. Uh, but You
0: figure maybe he's going to set himself up uh, with yeah. uh, endorsement deals and shit to cover that. But, yeah. dude, Kevin
1: Durant is back. Yeah. He looks so good. He's, what sucks is now you're putting one of the players I'd love to watch most with a player that is top two of what I least like to watch. So I'm going to yeah. be watching James Harden now again. Although I always watch the Rockets, but...
0: Yeah, but if he starts to go solo ball, uh, Matt, that's going to piss Durant off. There's and
1: Kyrie There's off. So, yeah, yeah
0: that, that's what I'm concerned about. It's like yeah. seven years of playing a certain style that made you the alpha dog. Are you going to be able to adjust to not being the alpha dog anymore? I mean, Dwayne Wade had to do it. Bosh had to do it in service of King James. So are, is uh, is uh, Harden going to be able to do it in service of Durant? Because Durant's your alpha. There's no question about it. Durant's your yeah. fucking alpha. Uh, Kyrie- talk about the moon or whatever but durant your alpha if you could somehow talk
1: Harden into playing more of a curry like role where it's running around going around screens and all that because then when you get fouls it's like well yeah but you're working hard for it so i don't mind as much as opposed to crab drilling for 18 seconds and then running into the lane and dragging your arm through guys and getting a cheap foul call knowing that the refs are going to side with you because by technical letter of the law they did foul you even though you initiate it's like when they played the Lakers the night he fucking gave up and he flat out oh. once again, he hooked LeBron yeah. and then he did a rip through and the refs called it for him when it was egregiously hunted out by him. But he's so good at it that it happens fast enough. And you're like, I I could believe that that was a mix up. Right. It's like, no, go watch that again. That is James Harden being fucking James Harden. Whereas if he was running around screens for those 18 seconds, yeah. it's like you earned it
0: at least. Yeah. Yeah, and also you look at the situation. That's what Draymond does, right? Draymond kicking out his leg to try to get the foul every time, claiming that it's a natural shooting position. What are you, insane?
1: Well, he's done it so much now that I kind of believe on some level that it is for Draymond. Because look at his three-point shot when there's nobody around him. As somebody pointed out years ago, it looks like he's wearing a backpack because of the posture from which he shoots from the three-point line. So it's not like he's got a natural fluid shooting motion in general. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's when Reggie Miller does it, and you're like, you know damn well, Reggie, you don't need to kick that leg out. <laughs> <laughs> you are as weird as your form is. It's money; it doesn't matter. It goes in, and you are an excellent shooter. Steph Steph falls more than any player I've
0: ever seen. Yeah, that's true. I do believe he gets fouled more because he's oh, so small more, compared to everybody. More than Devontae used to fall. Is that you're saying he's he's Ooh, more? Watch a problem. game.
1: You'll see Steph fall minimum three times a game. Minimum. And I'd never really buy him as hamming it up for the foul call. I think it's yeah. he, part of it is when he lands, if there's any kind of, you know, interference, he instantly falls down because he's had bad ankles and it's just smarter not to put any weight on him and just go down.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and another one is, it's just part of the way he plays, but Reggie's no. When Westbrook does it. No. Yeah. You're specifically hunting for that foul. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, and Kyrie, Kyrie's hurt right now. Is any Matt? can like, No. Uh, He's he's back. Okay. No, no. I thought he was hurt a little bit.
1: He left for personal reasons, and they were never defined as what those personal reasons were. And then video came out of him and his sister. Right. Sister and dad share a birthday, so it was her thirtieth, and they threw a party. People were saying it was in Toronto, but it looks like it was probably in New Jersey. Okay. Uh, but the other night, two nights ago, the the day before the trade, he the tip off was seven thirty. He wasn't there, but he was on a Zoom call with. The assistant DA in Manhattan, something okay. like that, but a public yeah. Zoom call and just like, what exactly are you fucking doing right now when you're getting paid? Yeah. You agreed to this contract. It's not like we're forcing you to do this. If you don't want to do it, as Stephen A said, as much as I think Stephen A says stuff just because it's he needs to be Stephen A. Right. I agree with him. If, if you don't want to show up to work, that's fine. Retire. Yeah. Yeah. If Why the social you? issues mean so much to you, and that's great, and we'll applaud you for it, retire. Yeah. Don't hold your team hostage and continue to get paid. Although if the video, the video is enough to trigger the NBA so they can, uh, he'll lose game checks for all the games he missed for this. And it ends up being 400 and some odd thousand dollars a game. So that might motivate him to come back quicker. Uh, Yeah. But it'd be retroactive to when he left. I don't know how many games, but we're talking a few million at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So. (sighs) Yeah. I don't know. Maybe this motivates him to come back. I don't know. Otherwise retire. Yeah,
0: if that's the issue, I don't know. You kind of fucked your team a little bit, haven't you? Yeah, and not I my kind of. Yeah. Not my yeah, kind of. Yeah, I guess so, not my kind of, but I totally get it. I mean, you know, yeah. the social issues have been a very strong part of the NBA, obviously, for a very long time, but certainly over the last couple of years, and certainly last over the last summer, what happened with Black Lives Matter, everything like that. So to me, that makes sense. If that's where your heart is, you can't do both. You just can not at a professional level. You just can't. It asks too much of you. You know, even Jim Brown retired early to and became a civil rights activist because he understood like all this practice time, all this play time all this, is time I could be out there marching out there, t- taking meetings and talking with leaders to try to mm-hmm. change the situation. It's too much to ask to do both. You can't be a part time activist and a part and a you know full time player. Just too much, you know, to get the effect you really want to get. Yeah. Yeah. So, Whew. all right, man. We'll see. I want to pick up, man. Yeah. The trade right. only opens up more questions, it doesn't really solve anything. I would love to have been in the room when Russell read that for the first time. I would love to have been in the room when Russell Westbrook read that. It was like, what oh. the?
1: Well, especially now that Brad Beal is basically back on the market. Yeah. Fuck, man. We're playing. You guys suck. So, I did not see this coming. Dude, terrible. Thomas Bryant's done for the year.
0: Yep, that's it. That's it. I mean, whatever chance we had to win like 20 or 30 games. And you guys are thin there with Thomas Yeah,
1: you're, you're so thin that losing somebody that was getting lots of
0: playing time. Although, Avdija looks pretty good. Sure. And I Amor, like Danny. Uh, and uh, 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 what is Hachimura's doing all right with what he's getting. Yeah. But,
1: yeah. Maybe he rounded into shape. I just,
0: how in the world can a team with,
1: Bradley Beal and Russ Westbrook not make the playoffs in the East. Yeah. yeah. At the very least the play in game. And Russell's Doesn't- been
0: taking off some games too, dude. And investing, soreness, all that shit.
1: And you guys played better without him. <laughs> at least one night for sure. I don't the know. first I think was the first night he was out. It's like I don't, mm, don't want to say that because look, look at his offense open wide up. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but just like Houston's conundrum, Bradley Beal is your best trade asset.
0: Yeah. I almost bought a Russell Westbrook jersey. I was like, I'm going to wait. I'm going to see a couple, see a couple weeks. Let's see how they do. And then I was like, nope. just put that money back in the in, in the bank account. No, nope. you'll have him for another two years. So, so you, no way. I think if he if he doesn't show up this year, they will trade him in the offseason.
1: Who's going to take him? What contract matches the of a player that you want in return? This was the John. The, I mean, the conundrum of John Wall before. Yeah, yeah. And eventually, somehow, the price tag for Westbrook ended up equating to John Wall. Even I think we go.
0: We got worse, Matt, letting go of John Wall. We got worse.
1: We'll see. We'll see now that
0: Wall's the alpha in Houston. Oh, yeah. Technically. He is. That's so funny. In some default way, he inherits a team.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because Boogie's been out for so long. Yeah. And Depot's yeah. only been the face of a team for a short amount of time. It'll be
0: a collective thing, though, but it'll be weird. I think Depot's never meant to be an alpha, man. So if if Wall knows what he's doing in this situation, this could be... Fantastic. You know, we'll see. I mean, Kyrie says he's committed to this thing, but uh I that's today. Tomorrow he could be totally out. So very true. Anyway, all right, that's not what we're here to do. We're here to count no. down a list uh for you all. And uh Matt, what's our list this time around?
1: Uh, you know, people have been saying, Why don't you guys branch into TV? Do something different outside of and the thing is they started bringing it up when we'd already had the conversation of Hey, what do you think about doing something like this? Yeah. Uh, So we just the bevy of Star Wars slate all got released. And you're like, well, what other shows would we like to see of characters from the Star Wars universe? Yeah, Who else could have a standalone uh, that would be interesting to us? And that is today's show.
0: Yeah, we uh, Disney Investor Day was a few weeks ago. And so it kind of motivated Matt and I to have a conversation about the possibility of like, well, what characters do we think? in the star Wars universe would have, would we want to see a TV show from? So we are kind of veering a little bit on TV as Matt just said, but also staying well, well, maybe I don't know, depending on who we choose Mm -hmm. staying in the film world, depending on who we choose. But certainly uh, these are characters that could have been in films already or in the TV shows or an animated series, or maybe even in the Canon books uh, or in the books, but uh, certainly ideas to consider here. Mm -hmm. uh, And we're going to count them down on our show.
1: And, initially i'd skewed away from anybody that's been used a decent amount in any of those and be like oh i'd like more backstory on someone else but then oh okay but we would have no ahsoka show and no obi-wan under that metric so i i took that off i took that limiter off yeah yeah uh there's still probably too many to choose from
0: Mm -hmm. there are a lot that's for sure
1: at that point yeah uh so, okay. that being said, once we set a topic, we go our individual ways, create personal top 10 lists, show back up here, I do my bottom three, he does his bottom three, I do my next two, he does his next two, then we trade one apiece. Once we have revealed our personal top 10 lists, we create the shows between the two of us. Oodles to choose from. Boom! Yeah, let's do it. Um, So, at 10, mm-hmm. 10 is a bloodbath. Okay.
0: <laughs> All right.
1: In that... I'm still making cases for a specific. Like, don't you want to do a last-second swap out and put them in there mm. because that would be a fun show? Or do you want to do this? So I am actually going to erase what's written down there and then wow. go with another one. Okay. And uh, at ten, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with uh, Revan, Darth Revan. Okay, all right, go ahead. Just I don't know shit else <laughs> other than he was a Jedi that served in the Mandalorian Wars and he had, he led like some basically like Navy SEAL brigade of Jedis. Mm-hmm. And eventually he switches over to the dark side and takes the name of Darth, uh, 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 gosh darn it, mm-hmm. uh, Remar Reven. I almost said Remar. Uh Reven. And then he had, uh, uh, there was a second one that was his apprentice. Mm-hmm. That wasn't Darth Bane. It was Darth, uh, Darth shit, doesn't matter. Darth Malak. That's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um but i love that in and of itself that's two seasons right there yeah jedi leading up to it the start of the wars and then pivot and we pick up season two and he is now going around on the opposite side it's like boom you got two seasons right there i'm all in i don't know anything about this it was during the thousand years war between the jedi and sith and uh just There's so much to play with. You can create a million characters. We can tell whatever storyline you want because it was a long time ago. So I don't know any of these people. None of them stuck around.
0: Right. Right.
1: But you have any Jedi you really want to. You got all of Mandalore and Mandalorians. Mm -hmm. Then you have the Sith and this beautiful hodgepodge. of it's going to be badass fighting and palace intrigue and backstabbing everything left, right and center. So, uh, yeah, I'm in on that one. I just, it's like, sure. Why not? If we're, we're just plucking anything, any idea that we want out of it's potentially possible. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure Knapsack and, and Scrimshaw and 17 other people come up with more interesting choices, but they know this much better than I do.
0: <laughs> Look, well, people tune in to listen to us talk about it. So it's, uh, it's I know. our points of view. So, you know, who's, who cares what they're saying? About?
1: I know. Not, but at the same time, I am interested in that and be like, okay, this is what we chose. What about you who eats, lives, breathes this? <laughs> right.
0: Not to say that we're not fans, but. Yeah. You know, uh, that's their jam. Darth Revan is an interesting choice for sure. There's so much to explore with him. And like you said, it's it's so long ago, even though, you know, of course, the, the um, story takes place. Sorry, a long time ago you are see far far away you still like going even farther back for darth revan and you're right there's a lot to explore there and there've been rumors about a high republic show for quite some time it's all jedis yeah. uh, and it's and of course the books have started coming out as well so uh, why not explore another a time when they took on the Mandalorians who is like who are right now so hot in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> the idea of Mandalorians and the Mandalorians, so why not? That would be a lot of fun. And Darth Rabbit is certainly a character that always bubbles up to the top when people want to talk about uh, characters they want to see live action. So, makes sense, all the world? Well, he's fun. got
1: a good character design, too, that would translate mm-hmm. really well. Mm-hmm. Would look super cool. Whereas, Malik might be tough with that yeah metal jaw thingy bobber, right uh i don't know what it does i don't that's the other thing i like about it is like the rest of my list are kind of all characters i know to some degree right and I don't, I don't really know anything about that so you could do whatever you wanted you know just make it cool
0: yeah agreed
1: that's it i'm in <laughs>
0: uh all right well what's your nine uh my nine is um grand moff tarkin Ooh, nice choice, dude. Yeah. All right.
1: Go ahead. Because how does someone get to be basically third uh, in the overall pecking order that is just an average person? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When the individual that you've beguiled is the emperor and basically he's Space Hitler. Yeah. So Space Hitler with magic. And you as a regular person that has no magic and you're not space Hitler, you got the respect of space Hitler to the degree that you get to do all his, his tactical his day-to-day operations, manage all of what space Hitler needs done. Yeah. That is an evil son of a bitch. Agreed. And I want to see him rise through the like what he did cause you could start it with him as a young officer and was it backstabbing or was it what I, one of the few things I did find interesting about solo is seeing it from the Aspect of the soldiers that are never going to meet the uh, the emperor. So the empire is an abstract idea as opposed yeah. to an individual. So trying to will their troops to like, you got to run up this hill. You got to do this, do it for the empire. Right. Like selling it in a nationalistic kind of sense. Yeah. So does, is Moff Tarkin that? Is he just an amazing soldier and he's the Eisenhower just through sheer ability mm-hmm. is promoted. Or because yeah. it's Space Hitler is it backstabbing
0: and corruption yeah. and death and murder I don't know is he a little finger from Game of Thrones right kind of Precisely like, yeah and finagling his way into a position and then once he achieves that position having that kind of arrogance and strength of will to maintain the position uh that he has until mm-hmm. because he gets blown yeah. up on death star but yeah there's that uh there's that moment in Rogue One where he like kind of really dismisses the Orson Krennic and yeah I know it's the uncanny valley and the CGI and all that shit but it's still the character as dismissing Orson credit who has been built up as this kind of strong villain in the film and dismisses him oh. uh, with a wave of his hand. And it's like, wow, that's when, power.
1: yeah. When he takes the death star from him.
0: Oh yeah. Just yeah. a great, and the credit. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. brilliant.
1: Uh, well, I mean, technically he did direct Krennic to do this, gave him the green light. Yeah. Put the so, pressure on it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Uh, that's what happens. Yeah. Boss steals credit. Yeah. <laughs> It happens, especially, look, you work for the Empire. Right, right. Like, you know that the Emperor is Space Hitler.
0: Yeah, you chose to be a part of this thing, so you can not bad when people are acting yeah. evil in an evil regime. Like, you know. You
1: got to the high enough rank to understand how you became the Empire. You know, exactly. you're inflicting your will upon the universe.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: So that doesn't really necessarily make you a good person. <laughs> Technically, it doesn't necessarily make you a bad person unless you exploit that strength, which they do. So, yeah. Ergo, <laughs> well, I ever seen that clip from? I can't remember what British show it is. I could, I could find the actor and show you the guy, but he's they're firing stormtrooper lasers, and they realize they're red, and they're like, "Hold on, are we the baddies?" Like they're just, <laughs> yeah, right. That, are we the baddies? Yeah, yeah. we. The, hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> Our lasers are, you know, as if they have the same meaning to them as it do us. But uh yeah, I was I, I thought about that before. It's like, do they so do they think that they're on the right side and it is truly just a, re- a rebellion type of
0: yeah.
1: But I, I love that about the guy in the Mandalorian that with the gun to the head, uh oh, yeah. talking about Alderon. It's like yeah. that's interesting. We haven't seen that before. Right. Right.
0: Um that was fun. Uh, but anyway, so Moff Tarkin's like, how did this dude get here? Right. And there was a book a few years ago that came out in 2014, so maybe they could use that as the basis okay. uh, for the TV series. So certainly that's a possibility is sh- uh, for sure. And uh, everything that he uh, went through to achieve what he achieved. So and all the different places. I mean, he's, I mean, he's lived long enough to have been part of so many battles, man. There's no way there mm-hmm. isn't incredible stories to tell season per season about that guy. So depending on where you said yeah. the age of the Tarkin that you're talking about for sure.
1: You know, what? I th- I think I found it. We have Space Hitler and then yeah. Moff Tarkin uh, is, uh, oh, son of a gun. I just lost oh. his stupid name. I had it and then saying Moff Tarkin took it out of my mouth. Oh, no. Oh, okay. And uh, that means Tarkin is Space Longshanks. He would happily fire into his men. We'll hit theirs too. <laughs> The, the trouble with the Jedi. Exactly. Well,
0: the Jedi's.
1: <laughs> and then his papa's cord. <laughs> oh, I love that scene.
0: Just what a what a dick. Uh, we can't so we, what do you say? We can't kill them? We'll raid them out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, the trouble with the Scotland is <laughs> It's from the
1: Scots. You're like Somehow that made it worse. That ridiculous over the top voice made it worse. His eyes uh, going up to it. Yeah, It's so dismissive. <laughs> it's such great acting. It is excellent. in that tiny little scene. Pishwash. <laughs> oh, oh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, all right. What's your number eight, man?
1: <laughs> uh, my number eight. So my list is uh, a shot potentially dark side or dark heavy. Nice. Personally, because okay. I j- okay.
0: those don't get explored.
1: So that's yeah, why I right. want to see
0: they usually days. don't get TV shows. Good point. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I I tried to pepper in a few more. So I chose Mace Windu for eight. Oh, that's
0: a punt. Okay. Yeah, I got Mace a little bit higher up for sure. Um. All right. So then uh, my ten is uh, uh, Chirrut Imwe and Baze Malbus. Okay, and from Rogue. Yeah, from Rogue One, because like we get hints of what their past is like when they run into uh Jin and the conversations that they have with her about it you know obviously Mm uh chariot being uh, blind and bays being like the big uh, bulky you know the the muscle of the crew uh and doing his thing and uh, the bear if you will yeah the bear sure that's good comparison for sure uh and i love their chemistry through rogue one and so i would like to see what it was like for them when they were you know guarding the temple of jada uh, what were the conversations they had? How did they come to get to know each other? How did they become friends? How they be- It's like a stepbrothers type show. Like how do they become part of uh, the guards and then how they become friends and how that kind of uh, grew over the years to establish such a relationship? Because that ending with those two in Rogue One is that's the real emotional moment of the movie for me. Both, okay. both of those, uh, both of the endings of those characters is where I get kind of uh, misty eyed, you know, not so much the ending, but certainly that moment I do, because the, you can tell they have a genuine affection for each other. They bust each other's balls as old friends or brothers might do. So I, I love that about their relationship. And I'd like to see some more uh, of what happened uh, with them and like how Sherry M. Wade became so such a um, devotee to the force mm-hmm. and Bayes is more about the, uh, uh, you know, br- brutal arms uh, approach to things, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. It's Han Solo and uh, Luke Skywalker, in essence. Right, right, what right. yeah. So I'm just saying, with from mentality, one believes in the Force and the Force will take them through, and the other is, you need a gun. Mm-hmm.
0: We're not getting caught with our pants down again. Yeah,
1: exactly. That is Han saying, "Okay, no, I got a blaster. We can blast our way through this. We can set charges. We can do that type of stuff." And that is, uh, you know, and the other one was like, "You just calm yourself, center."
0: Right. And how did uh, they deal with the empire taking over their temple? What was their reaction to it? Were they beaten into submission? You know oh, yeah. all those things. All those things I'd want to explore with them, for sure. You know. um, it's a great oh, choice. Thank you, man. Okay, so number nine Oops. is uh, for me, Asajj Ventress. Do you have Asajj Ventress on your list? I came close, man. I came once again. I got a lot of baddies. Yeah, <laughs> So I was like, I'll cut it in Asajj,
1: but she is awesome in the Tartakovsky Clone Wars.
0: Yeah, yeah. And she also came back in the Clone Wars itself in season five and was kicking ass there helping out Ahsoka and then, uh, you know, had the affair with Quinlan Voss. And I think that's a book as well, the Asajj Ventress and Voss uh relationship is a book as well. And then mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the Dark Disciple novel has that in there, if I remember correctly. Uh but yeah, she was th- she was there in, in the Clone Wars and you got to see like how much of a badass Jedi she was and then almost how much of a, a badass Sith she was. So to see her like vacillating between the two, how that all happened, her relationships uh with the Jedi that she was around, then her relationships with the Siths, and then mm-hmm. you know her back and forth with Kenobi and other people, it would be great to see so much more of Saj Ventress uh, because a lot, like just, just the look of her. Right. And it's she's great. Someone, and she's someone that like challenges you, whether you should like her or hate her or not. Do you see the logic in her reasoning? Yeah. You understand her motivations. Yeah, exactly. And that makes you kind of like, you know, take a second step to the situation and, and understand. So I, I would love to see, Asajj Ventress and uh, in this in a, a TV series, also because um, you know the Star Wars is starting to move towards more female-oriented leads or female leads rather in this in these TV shows. Why not Asajj Ventress? Is one of the biggest badasses on the planet. You get okay. Ahsoka. I mean, in the universe rather, you get in Ahsoka. Why not Asajj? It just makes sense to me. I'll well, because
1: yeah, more people more than likely know Ahsoka. Although, honestly. The only people that know Ahsoka before uh, the Mandalorian were Star Wars fans.
0: Yeah, or people watched the Clone Wars.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. but they would have been fine with an Asajj Ventress because they knew her as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you haven't, go and see, I think it's her introduction, but in the Tartakovsky series. So uh, Dooku is basically looking for his own apprentice. Yeah. They'll never truly be because he is the apprentice of. So an apprentice can't apprentice, but they don't know that. So it's this big gladiatorial... Yeah. thing and just all these sit they're coming in whoever it's battle royale so whoever is the left last one standing is my apprentice right and it is it is badass she is awesome in it yeah cool. um i think that's what it is. it's been years i have seen it but i remember that was my introduction to asajj Ventress, and i was like oh what a great character <laughs> I, I yeah i'd happily take her over revan i got zero problem with that yeah um I'm in for the dark side just because we don't know. Like she's got a great backstory once you read into it. Yeah. I know that, you know, that she had a tumultuous childhood and leads into her wanted, you know, empathizing with or sympathizing with the dark side. And that's why she went that direction.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Um, All right. So then my number eight is uh, Ray. All right. Uh, and, And the reason I say that, I know we just had a trilogy with her and all of that. We but did. now that we've come past this trilogy, and we've had you know your feelings about trilogy, whatever they may be, now that we move into this post-trilogy phase of Star Wars, I would love to see what Ray does now with this information, with her journey. You know, people are looking for this Kenobi series. You could almost see kind of a a similarity to that in the in the Ray situation. What do we? Uh, what does she do with? Now the fact that she's embraced her powers and grown over the last three films into the character that she is. Now what adventures is she going on? How much more capable is she of handling it? Does uh does uh you know, does Finn come back into the world at some point or Poe come back into the her world at some point? Uh I'd like to see that. Plus she's in charge of the Millennium Falcon and she's with Chewie. So where is mm-hmm. the where's the connection here? Um with like, how much of that do we get? You know, going forward now, you know. So I'd like sure. to carry on the legacy of Leia. Does she eventually put down the lightsaber and become a politician herself down the road to kind of make sure this uh, uneasy peace is kept uh, by her? Just saying. Yeah, I just she had three movies, so that's why I didn't
1: include. <laughs> as much as I would love to see Luke now train Grogu. It's
0: oh like, yeah, uh, right. Yeah. I
1: couldn't choose him for this because Luke had three movies.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. That's fine. I, yeah. Any, anyway, I if they made that, I would hope it's good because I, I would like to watch it.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I just at this point, it's three disappointing movies with her as the lead. Not her fault, but
0: no, I don't think so. I think she was great. No,
1: she's got all the charm in the world. Yeah. Just uh, yeah, the story provided didn't really suit my taste. That's all.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, all right, so then what's your seven, man? Uh
1: my seven is uh Saw Guerrero. Oh, good choice, dude. Yep, yeah, go ahead, my man. Just what what happened yeah. that made you split from the rebellion because the rebellion wasn't real enough for you? Yeah. <laughs>
0: You guys ain't hardcore enough. Exactly. (laughs) Do you want to destroy
1: the empire or not? Like what happened? Because we saw what's his name? Diego Luna. That's going to get his own series. Yep. Cold blooded killed a dude. That's what he has to do. That's why I love that in that it's precisely, he is a spy Mm -hmm. and he can't get found out because the information he has is worth more and not then violating all the connections he's made because they could, it could burn several bridges. Yeah. So from the Rebellion's perspective of it makes more sense, moralistically, if we want to win, you have to kill this person that's technically not part of the Empire. Yeah. So is it something they did? They opted a mission not to do, someone not to kill, someone not to kidnap? Like what was a, a bridge too far for the Rebellion? And Saul and his buddies are on the other side like, hey, let's go. Let's go. And then meanwhile, the Empire's cutting the rope, the bridge from their yeah. side. I not mean, yeah. the Empire, but the other Rebellion. Be like, Nope, <laughs> not going. You're done, man. Yeah, it's nope, not happening. <laughs> and then from there then to see him like more than likely just get really dark. Yeah. Uh and then come back up because then later on they kind of, you know, you're still going to team up. You still have an overall goal. Mm-hmm. Uh so long as you're not thwarting the other from doing their job,
0: yeah. There's no point in stopping you. He's broken from the the wars the battles you know he's injured like when we see him in rogue one he is older he is using that breathing apparatus you know he's moving slower mm-hmm. he's experienced the worst of the war and he took it in a certain way uh and his skepticism his constant suspicion of everybody you know that turns him into a bit of a smart leader but also a a uh, a leader you can't fully 100 percent trust and I think that's to see that tragic fall from the, mm-hmm. you know, the noble warrior with his sister that he was in Clone Wars to what he ends up in Rogue One. I think it's a great point. It'd be fun to see that for sure.
1: Yeah. yeah. See the full circle type. of uh, There'd be something really interesting in there because it then also, it goes more that Diego Luna route of the empire. I mean, pardon me, the rebellion isn't squeaky clean and all of this. Right. right. It, yeah. It's still run by fallible living beings. So yeah. mistakes are going to be made on both sides. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. To so, to just strip away the sheen of the altruism. Now we don't need to go full cantabite and oh. be like, there are war profiteers. You're like, yeah, I know. I know. I know. Actually. But at the same time, why doesn't the empire just control the means of production at this point? Anyway, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I mean, they already have complete control of everything else. Why wouldn't they take control of the military structure? Yeah. But I guess even in that that system, there are some that do get rich. Yeah, true. Anyway, I I didn't tune in for that. We made fun of Lucas for opening on a trade conflict for Phantom Menace. Like, there are certain aspects of this, the bureaucracy minutiae that we don't really need to get into. (laughs) Not when we have space magic.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: I can, we can tune into, guess what? We
0: get that every day in our country, at least. Yeah. That's true. That's true. The man is all Uh, right.
1: right, So that's my seven. Okay. What's your six? Uh, My six is General Grievous.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah. (laughs) General Grievous. Yeah. Uh, I want to see
1: the progression of him over time. Yeah. Maybe like do the first episode and we see the fully formed for those that don't know who he is. And then it's a flashback to him being younger and being. how he slowly moved and morphed into over the course of maybe that first season or first half of the season that he spends the second half as grievous type of thing. Yeah. Uh, but became less and less of a man or whatever he was. I know he wasn't technically a man. It was a different race, but just to say it like that. Yeah. Went from less flesh and blood to more and more machine. And how much, how much of him is still left? How much of the essence of the individual before they became general grievous yeah, still, still exists, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you could strip away the flesh, but you still have the mind. You technically have the heart, the eyes, a few other, you know, things here and there. Yeah. Uh, but everything else is just completely artificial. And then from there, just just see why a character, season two, season three, whatever, mm-hmm. why a character like that should be feared. Because yeah. he kind of gets dunked on. Yeah, done. Revenge yeah. of the Sith. He gets dunked on twice. It's like, well, then why does he have underneath his cape eight lightsabers
0: of the Jedi that he's killed and collected? I'd like to see that. Yeah. That's why he's it's- a badass in Clone Wars versus in the movies. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He's kind of a joke in the movies. Uh, and the Clone Wars, you're just like, oh, okay. This is how much of a badass he can be. Yeah. I, exactly. You know, the him talking shit is like, oh, I expected you to be older. <laughs> you're like,
1: you got him. You got him. And then Anakin's, uh, yeah. oh, yeah, I expected you to be taller. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't know why those two lines were written into the script. If yeah. those are cut downs then this is the sense of humor here is basically what the French award the Legion d'Air or whatever it's called for comedy oh, because nice.
0: yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: I think that's what it is the Legion the Legion Oh yeah, sure. Something along those lines. Just like a, yeah, you know, there's a reason Jerry Lewis was the number one comedian there for 30 years. <laughs> Not knocking Jerry, but it's a specific style.
0: Woo. Woo! I guess so. Yeah. I guess it's a good point. Yeah.
1: <laughs> if that is your flavor profile for comedy, then I, I just think it needs to be more nuanced. That's nothing wrong with having that, but you right. also need other flavors within this profile, in my oh. opinion. Of course, man. Uh, so, anywho, yep. Grievous, I think, is just, was unfortunately misused in Sith. Yeah. And I think, a thousand percent, dude. Much, much like, a, you know, uh, although I don't know how you do this on a Mandalorian like stage. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's what it because they'd have to be a full CGI character and that's more expensive than the, sh- the other shows that you could put out. So,
0: uh, yeah, that's a good point.
1: Yeah. yeah, I don't know that it'll ever happen because they're trying to focus on somebody that we can film that and give you a background, whatever the background is.
0: Yeah. Okay. But anyway, so that's my six. All right let's see my number seven is let's see 10 9 8, 7 akbar admiral akbar that's my number seven that was the cut oh Reven. i had akbar at 10 and then yeah. i was like i don't know though Reven. there's a lot more there yeah there's a lot but- of interesting things with akbar that's what i like about him he's not just the guy who's in charge of the troops i mean there's if you go and read some of the backstory on it, that's uh Canon or not canon, in the Legends novels, I mean, there's so much to explore with him. Once he, you know, he grew up, he, he joined the guard, became captain of the guard, and of course did some heroic feats mm-hmm. uh, during the Clone Wars. There's also, and of course, obviously in the in the original trilogy, but there's also stuff that explores. There are some origins that explore him being like a guy who was in service in a servitude broke out of it because he was captured and put in servitude to the empire eventually broke out of it found his way back to the resistance and that's mm-hmm. what makes him such a hard-ass general so i think there's so much to explore with that character like uh, admiral akbar and what his progression is as a military guy you mentioned bay uh, you mentioned uh, saw guerrera same thing here kind of like what's what lessons did he take from the numerous battles he was involved in from a young age on what did he kind of figure out for himself and put himself in position to do the things he does. So that when he shows up uh, in the original trilogy, that's the reason why he's like very adamant about the things that he is doing, you know, the experiences that have grown him. And of course he never got married, never had kids or anything like that. So, what was bless you what was his what was his dedicate how, how complete was his dedication mm-hmm. to the rebellion and to the resistance was it his experiences when he was imprisoned and the torture he experienced as, as a prisoner of the empire that hardened him to be the person that he is by the time we see him in the original trilogy so there's so much you can play with yeah and i know the big head and cgi but if you can do it in a way that i mean they're doing it on star trek discovery all those different looking species yeah i think right? i think I'd get away with that one yeah i think so too. Yeah. Um, when,
1: I, I, to me, I, I cut it off just because I think there's more. I, he ultimately is Aquaman. So how many movies of Aquaman fighting in the ocean can you watch?
0: Right. Well, before not, you, hey, I guess so. I guess you're right.
1: He, so he plays better as part of an ensemble to me. Okay. Uh, but that's just because, trust me, I, the first thing I thought of was like, they're what, they're Mon Calamari or something yeah. along that uh, the Calamari, name of the race. Yeah. yeah. Um, sort of go to their planet, and then they have like an Aquaman. Like that's the entire season, and it's a big mm-hmm. climactic battle at the end. But ultimately, he's got to leave at some point.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's tougher to do the. It's not tougher to do the Mandalorian route where he's hopping around the different. But yeah, then what's the point of using Akbar if you're not going to go to his home world underwater because that's completely different from everything else that's come out? That's the reason to do it. Right. So that's why I cut it off It's like it seems kind of limited compared to these others
0: with a have more opportunity yeah I hear your point I just I just like the character a lot and i like yeah. the, you know his presence in the film so it' been great to see his journey through the military and what he experienced in, in, in ending up in the positions maybe even as a like um like a what do you call those things like a um um flashback type thing where every Episode begins with him telling some story, and then you then we go flashback to the story, and that's the whole episode. And that would mm-hmm. be interesting. Uh, in one of his journey, maybe in the middle of a battle or one of those off days in the battle or nights in the battle, he's telling a different story that's part of a new episode for the season. I don't know, just something like that would be fun. Akbar war stories. Um, all right, so then my number six is Leia. Okay, yeah. I mean, there's so much we still don't know or haven't seen rather on screen. Certainly there have been novels and what have you recently. But like for me, either you handle the period from when she's a young, this could be a perfect young adult movie. You know, Millie Bobby Brown just did Enola Holmes. You could have even Millie Bobby Brown step in and play Princess Leia from when she's a young teen to when she ends up on that ship with Vader, right? Uh, When did she start becoming a spy? When was she running the missions? When was she starting to have this double life? has mm-hmm. she always been someone who sensed that she was not you know part of the this family from the beginning that she had a bigger cause a bigger purpose to serve did she have force moments as a teenage girl that she kind of ignored or didn't want to deal with cuz her focus was more the political stuff more the the spy stuff more uh changing the direction of where the galaxy was going and trying to <laughs> rebel against vader and his whole crew there—that uh, would be interesting to explore. Or, yeah. if you want, <clears throat> you go post uh, *Return of the Jedi*. Her and Han are married. What is it like for her to be a mom at the same time she's trying to do this uh, political stuff? At the same time that Solo is off, you know, trying to uh, reclaim his manhood and doing the smuggling and all of that—is—is is he home? What's their home life like? What adventures does she have to go on? So there's just so much that you could explore with Leia on both sides of her uh, time that we've seen her on the screen. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Sure. I
1: just immediately disqualified her in my head because, like, oh, she's been in so many of the movies in a central, you know, part or character for quite a few of them. I mean, yes and no because we don't. I know. I see. I hear what you're saying though. I like. <coughs> I like the idea of doing a the younger version that yeah, to me seems yeah. uh, really intriguing. How do you become a spy? And then you're in the, you know, uh, the Senate before, it, before Alderaan, before they go full, you know, baddies. Right. Exactly. Blow your planet up. But uh, yeah, there's a lot to play with there of the early characters. That one makes the most sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> Cause solo, they already tried to give it to him.
0: They tried. Yeah.
1: Although if, if we're, you know, discluding or discounting that, uh, I would take Solo. so it would be my number one, but they've already done yeah. a movie and they'll do another one.
0: Yeah, at some point down the road. Yeah, right.
1: he's Wolverine.
0: Yeah. Right, right. So gonna he's going to get his others. Yeah. Uh, all right, so what's your five, man?
1: Uh, my five is Darth Maul. Oh,
0: okay. Go ahead.
1: I thought about taking him off just because they did so much with him in Star Wars, uh, the yeah. Clone Wars, and with Rebels um little Maybe flashes solo. yeah solo yeah. and then obviously phantom menace yeah but they never really focused on him and the clone wars rebels and be like okay but you still have a Tano, obi-wan and anakin and they're all three in the clone wars and star wars rebels right so it's fine and he's not been the f- i mean within clone wars he got more backstory fleshed out but the character's so effing cool yeah if he didn't already have that little bit of fleshing out within clone wars, he'd be even higher because I think his, you know, Lucas managed to create the devil and made the devil even more interesting.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. That's pretty sweet. And I'd like to know how exactly, so do all your people. And then we've, you know, eventually you know, we meet his brother, I guess yeah. that's it turns out to be, uh, who looks like I'm just different coloration. And then we meet, you know, the night sisters, but the, the females of his homeworld. Yeah. And they have, I know that theirs is flat out called magic. They do magic. <laughs> there's no explanation beyond the other one. At least there's yeah. the force, and it's something. It's a different type of magic. Right? Theirs is just straight up. They got magic that they derive their power from their home planet or something along those lines. Yeah. But just Darth Maul has always been such a captivating character for me that yeah. I am more than happy to watch several seasons of this. That was my. That was the best part of Solo to me is flashing that and then knowing he runs
0: this crime syndicate somewhere else. Mm-hmm. crimson I, dawn yeah,
1: yeah yeah i am in on that let's let's okay what's crimson dawn about
0: right you could do a spinoff movie where you have a uh, Amelia uh, clark and a live action uh, uh darth maul like uh you know what they're doing there in their crime world pretty sure and you're gonna have to that. recast them all uh all right so then my number five is uh qui-gon jinn okay uh because we, like we, we only got him in phantom menace right True. and uh, there's a great, oh, and, uh, occasionally, in uh, I think in Clone Wars or, or Rebels or something like that. And so, uh, what I enjoy about, um, oh, this character, in?
1: huh? He's in
0: I think Rebels, he's
1: in. I'm only at like the end of season three and Clone Wars, I, I didn't finish. Tears. Hold on. I want to make sure. You're wait, more than wait. likely. You're probably right. right? I just haven't gotten to the end of either. Although Rebels, yeah. I just started.
0: Yeah. There we go. Oh, yeah, sorry. Clone Wars. Yeah. He's in Clone Wars as a voice. Uh, so he does appear there, and there's rumors that he's gonna show up in um the Kenobi series. Very strong rumors, he's gonna show, up. but oh, okay. I mean, I, I, to me, I see him as kind of what people might know as the gray Jedi, which is that half, half evil, half, uh, uh or sorry, half. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, they're Jedi that don't necessarily adhere to all the ethics of the Jedi, all the code of the Jedi. They're still officially Jedi, they're just not 100% fully whatever the council says that's the law type Jedi. So a little bit uh using brute force when they need to, what have you. I mean and and uh, um Filoni had that great like eight minute monologue or whatever about how uh Qui Jong Qui oh Gong Jin gosh. is important is important to the situation with, with Anakin turning into Darth Vader. So for me, that's what I would love to see. I would love to see him kind of uh, explore how Qui-Gon came to be, how he trained, who became who was his master, you know, what that relationship was like, and then what he achieved, what he when he got to that status where he met Kenobi, all of that. So to me, that would be so great to explore that Qui-Gon gym. What were his adventures like? What did he experience? What mm-hmm. did he go on? And it's kind of surprising not to see too many too much media that's come out exploring his backstory because i mean it's us liam neeson for fuck's sake yeah and the character left such a strong impression on a lot of people in the first movie oh in phantom menace rather so yeah
1: it's great choice it's one of those of uh um now that you say it just like the Leia one like yeah that is a good point i, I like the idea you could flesh out a lot with that and mm. see it's a different side of jedis
0: yeah um, yeah
1: Which would be interesting. It's it's good to see, you know, uh, all the different facets of a situation. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a great choice. Cool. Thanks, man. What's your four? Uh, My four is Jabba.
0: Oh! How does a slug uh, become the godfather, the kingpin of the outer realm?
1: (laughs) That, to me, is super interesting. That's the Sopranos, man. That's what that is. It is. That's great. But he comes from a race of slug people, so... How do these foes that look like they could get picked off so easy amass yeah. that much power that the empire, which before that was the republic, is a land of you know democracy and whatnot, mm. realizes that he is the ruling entity of this outer realm yeah. of the the outer planets. Um, yeah, and their authority really can't match his, so they have to deal with him, and they can't get rid of him because he has that much power. Mm-hmm. It's like it's a it's a Seven foot slug. <laughs> I mean, it's what it is. It's a set that weighs like probably a couple thousand pounds.
0: Certainly. Yeah.
1: there's sitting in there, you know, uh, just the, the largesse of the Roman empire right before you lying down, being fanned by wild concubines or giving him grapes type of deal. How does this person amass that much? And as a family, they're a bunch of huts yeah it's like there's a lot of stories and plus because it's the outer uh, rim it's westerny it's you can have more of those type of, of kind of vibe to it so it's mandalorian ish but yeah. uh yeah i think jabba standalone once again i like all the darker yeah i just because we've seen so much of the light i think
0: yeah i think i'd be down with that i mean I, they were, you know uh, lucas talked about that uh Uh, was it underground series or downtown series Whatever it was called that they was going to do an ABC. I think it's underground Uh, Mm -hmm. and uh, um, they was going to explore that uh, kind of seedy underbelly of the crime syndicates there on, uh, on Tatooine. And so like that, that could be very interesting to explore for sure. Um, And especially because we got Jabba's palace uh, in the Mandalorian. So it's like, okay, we're, Where does that kind of leave us in what's coming up uh, for next year Mm -hmm. or later on this year? So, yeah, a thousand percent. I mean, Jabba is one of those characters you can't take your eyes off of and will impact on you. And how he achieved that status would be fun to explore a thousand percent. as kind of like a Sopranos type show. totally. totally. Yeah, because he
1: definitely stabbed people in the back and double crossed, triple crossed. He did all of it.
0: Yep. Yep. Um, Okay. Uh, all right, so then the work to my number four, uh-huh. which is our punt from earlier, uh, Mace Windu. Okay. Yeah, I mean, look, I was surprised where Mace landed because I've I got kind of a love-hate relationship with Mace Windu uh, because, I mean, Samuel L. Jackson coming into the uh, Star Wars universe was great because you've got another prominent person of color other than Billy Dee Williams. That really was the only other one. Yeah, no, that was um, it. At the time, to come yeah. in. And the way they he came in, he's like, you know what? I'm going to come in and I want a purple lightsaber. It's like, what? what? There's no, there's no, nothing in the canon that says you should have a purple lightsaber. But he's like, these are my terms. And so at that kind of uh, uh, made me bristle a little bit. But then when you see him as Mace, he's pretty cool. And then the Clone Wars really is where you get to kind of appreciate mace window as a character even more Uh, and the fact that he has this kind of sliding scale of morals for whatever the situation is and what he deems it to be deems the punishment to be appropriate he will do he almost he is one lightsaber strike away from killing uh palpatine when anakin interrupts him and anakin cuts off his hand and then or what's his face Uh, palpatine sends him out the window and so what if he's still alive and he's been kind of, you know, like kind of living underground and getting stronger, and get, you know, kind of maybe reflecting back on the lessons he learned becoming a Jedi. Was was he a wild kid or was he a nerdy kid? Was, what kind of kid was he, Mace Windu, as a teenager? And then what turned him on to the Force? Like what made him become a Jedi instead of a Sith? Yeah. What is that? And so then, what is his journey back to the light? What is his journey back? into prominence and does that lead to a fu- uh, another confrontation with Anakin Skywalker this time as Darth Vader mm-hmm. that would be badass in my opinion and I think Sam would kill it or whoever you cast to play would kill it. yeah yeah uh because they have,
1: at least my understanding is like there are types of Jedi in that this one if you looked at it like a D&D situation like this was more of like a healer yeah, and this was right. more like a this. And he is of the, I believe, of like warrior class type of Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, but where I fell in love with is it's another Tartakovsky. He took on an entire droid army by himself. Mm-hmm. And it is amazing. And you're like, well, if this dude can do that, like he's the warrior class. So what clashes has he been in? Uh, I would just the raw power that he exhibited there. Yeah. And the fact that, you know, he seems to be second fiddle only to Yoda. Yeah. So like, that's, okay, that's pretty impressive. That's rarefied air. True. Uh, Very true. Yeah, I think there's there's a lot to be mined there. And it's a Jedi that uh, you can focus on and easily make, you know, spin a series out of. And we don't really know that much on the backstory. So. Yeah. Uh, at least cinematically.
0: Yeah. Something to consider. Uh, all right. What's your three, man? Uh,
1: my three is actually what you just brought up. Oh but you attributed it to Tatooine, which is the rumored series Coruscant
0: Underworld. Oh, okay, yeah.
1: Because it's all, the, I mean, there's the top floor that you're seeing when we're flying in to land on the planet is level like 3,000 or something, right. something ridiculous. So there's all those that go down to the depths of, and the Empire. So the Empire, the Emperor, Darth, all those guys are people's names you hear, but they're not characters you interact with. That was the right. setup of this and Lucas said it was just too expensive to do. But basically it's a mob movie set on Coruscant. Right.
0: That's what an obstacle. Yeah. They're like, he said there's like 50 scripts of fully fleshed out episodes out there. Jesus. And they
1: I think they shot like a little bit of teaser stuff. Yeah. And there might yeah. be a little teaser type of footage out there. But now with Mandalorian, it's like this is possible. And in essence, it's uh Godfather meets Blade Runner. You tell me you're not in on that?
0: Yeah, I'm in.
1: That's, that sounds pretty sweet. What else you got? All right, well, we got Jedi. All right. All right. Like, it's just, it's grimy. It's lived in. It's it's yeah. still the world you know, but it's a completely different side of that world. And it's more like the day-to-day of what we would face if we lived on Coruscant.
0: Right, right. Um,
1: so, yeah, once I've always wanted them to get that project off the ground from the first time that I heard it, which was years after it died. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's not like I was, you know, I wasn't part of this the Star it's much easier in the internet age. Yeah. Whereas before I don't know how you stayed up on all of the information of something like that, but where there's a will there's a way. Mhm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh so anyway, Kurisan Underworld whatever they call I want to say like the the when I originally heard it it was called like level 1419 or something like that it was just 1419 and that was the level type of thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: But it was just a number. Uh anyway, Coruscant underworld. That's my three. Back over to you. What do you got?
0: (laughs) Uh, My three is Mara Jade. Um, uh, Which one is that? Mara Jade is. She is so. She's one. She's the one that marries Luke Skywalker in kind of Legends right now. Isn't canon uh, yet? Do not know her. She was was, uh, an assassin who became uh, Palpatine's uh, uh, right hand man. And uh, she was a smuggler and then she was sent to kill Luke Skywalker after Palpatine's death uh, in return of the Jedi. She's force sensitive as well. uh, And she met Luke and they ended up actually falling in love instead of her killing him. So, Kind of, you know, you rarely see the female assassin falling in love with the victim that he's she's supposed to kill. It's usually the male assassin falling in love with the victim that he's supposed to kill. Uh, but yeah, they get married. She took his last name, uh, but they, you know, she had she had uh, her son was in essence uh, a Ben, uh, so you'd have to probably change that around eventually. But it could be uh, about her, ex, you know, what her her life was like uh, before she got together with Luke or you could even do the Luke with Mara Jade but i think the Mara Jade thing on her own would be interesting to explore once again the female perspective of this thing being part of the uh, empire being you know being a force sensitive person being connected to palpatine all of that what's her relationship with vader everything like that would be so, so interesting for sure, in my opinion, to get uh, Mara Jade to be a part of this. And a lot of people love her. You know, she was created by Timothy Zahn in, in what are now the Legends novels because she hasn't been brought over yet uh, in this. And then she gets redeemed, of course, through her love of Luke. So she gets to see the kind okay, of look here's Luke yet again involved in changing someone from the dark side into the light side, you know, so it could uh, reinforce what Luke. Okay. what's supposed to represent, um, and not that I haven't. You know, I'm on both sides of the fence with the Luke Skywalker thing in in uh, in the the Last Jedi. Uh, one part of me really likes what uh, uh, Ryan Johnson did because yeah, I agree that's one of the things that right. it's interesting at least. Yeah, because you get older and you know you're not 20 anymore, mm-hmm. you're not 30 anymore. You're more grizzled. You're more like we saw with Saul Guerrero. War changes you. You know, the the idea of that's it's films and and all the stuff that makes it seem like you're a hero until you're dead. Sometimes you can't be. Sometimes war does change you, especially someone like Luke, who is certain point to boot. But then the other side is I loved seeing what we saw in The Mandalorian. like, can we get more of that uh, down the road? Is that the time with Mara Jade and everything like Mm -hmm. that? So that could be interesting to explore as well. But a lot of people love her and think she's pretty awesome. And and I agree. I, I would love to see more of that. Uh, explored from her point of view, kind of like Wasatch Venture, the idea of the, the the female point of view of the Empire side, and then the change into back into uh, or change into being a Jedi. How love can change because it was Luke's love for his dad that ended up changing him back. It could be love that changes Mara Jade, and then what happens from there? You know, so just something. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. I didn't know she existed. So yeah, yeah. Uh, take a look and or do some. Uh, exploring on that. See if you like the character. It's pretty cool. So, yeah. Um, all right. Uh, what's your number two, man?
1: Uh, my deuce is Yoda.
0: That is my deuce, son.
1: Yoda. Just, he's what? 900 years old when we meet him. <laughs> pretty sure he's got a story there. Cause you could say it's like, Oh, he was in a lot of the earlier. And it, you know, my top two kind of went against the, what I brought up before we know right, a right. decent amount of their backstory. Uh, but Yoda's old. it's like, I'd, we haven't scratched the surface. We don't even know what race he is,
0: do we? Right. Not yet. Nope. We haven't been told.
1: Yeah. Because there's only three that we've ever seen. You know, Yoda. What is it? Deo or Doya? Yeah. yeah. And now Grogu. Uh, right.
0: Um. You mean female male. Yoda? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, it- yeah, yeah. Uh, Yadda. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, Dayo, are you doing the Banana Boat song? I got like. I thought it was just the flip. <laughs> it was Yoda and like
1: Dayo. They just flipped around like ever so slightly. <laughs> so they're
0: that. almost mirrors of one another. <laughs> uh, just,
1: he's, uh, there's got, I mean. I, oh, yeah,
0: dude. He
1: has cool. 900 years worth of stories. Yep. So yep. It, limitless potential. So that's why I literally I wrote it in my head. I was like, hey, you could do 27 seasons.
0: Yeah, absolutely. There's so much to explore with Yoda, a thousand percent. That's why I put him at number two as well. What's his journey been like? You know, because Yoda carries the weight of the mistakes that they made with Anakin through the prequel trilogy. By the third film, he is full on admitting that they misjudged the situation and, should have done, and shouldn't have done the things that they did, that maybe that's what spurred Anakin into the situation that he's in. you know? And so um, what are all the – let's see a young Yoda who's tripping up himself, who's making a mistakes himself. How does he learn from them? Or was he born an old soul? And so he always felt kind of out of place with everybody else because he kind of had that inc- uh, advanced intelligence about a situation. All of that would be fun to explore with Yoda a thousand percent. Uh, I would love to see it. Without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. Um, because you could do so much, right? I mean, the, are there other apprentices? Did he train other Jedi? Why was he so resistant to train Luke? And, of course, you can connect that to Anakin now in retrospect with the uh, prequel trilogies. We'll have Anakin. Maybe uh, he didn't want to train another. But like, there could be more to explore here and Kenobi and all of that. So, for sure. Yeah. Um Cool. All right, so then what's your one, man?
1: Uh, number one is Darth. Yeah, same. same. I've been same. saying it for so long now, like, what series would you love to see of Star Wars? We're like, Darth, I want to see him hunting Jedi. That's precisely what I want to see at all times. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so when we did this and I was like, all right, well, my, he already knows my number one, which is Darth. Mm-hmm. I assumed it would be in your top three to five, somewhere in that. I was like, I'm pretty sure he has the same fascination with the idea that I, that I do. Yeah. Uh, it's no brainer. We don't need, I don't need anything else. Yeah. I just need to see him hunting Jedi and that can go on for like two, three seasons. Right. And uh, good to go. But I think yeah. that would be, I would pay extra to get that series. Just so you I-
0: know, Disney. <laughs> Uh, I agree with you a thousand percent. I think so too. He's like, um, yeah, like hunting down Jedi, doing it. But also, um, in the comic book series that has come out, it's been out for a while now. Mm -hmm. uh, He is constantly being threatened by the Emperor. So what's yeah? He's got to undermine him, right? Always. He's always bringing in new possible competitors Mm -hmm. for his favor. So what is that experience like for Vader? At the same time that he's hunting down Jedi. You know, we've seen in the comic as well his uh, possible hinting in his own mind that Luke could be around, Luke could be alive. <clears throat> What's his relationship with Boba and so many other people? So yeah, Vader is just a wealth to explore and getting him in Rogue One, both at the end and in that scene with. Uh, Orson Krennic on Mustafar, just those are great scenes. And you're just Amazing. like, god, give me more, give me more. When yeah. He shows up in, in in uh in Rebels. You're like, oh my god, give me more, you know. So there's a lot to explore with him and a lot of the tragedy, especially with an Ahsoka series now. What would a Vader series be like with an Ahsoka with Ahsoka knowing that Anakin is Vader? Right. So that could be fun to explore. It, yeah,
1: it could be a tremendous amount of fun. Just yeah. all the
0: a wealth of possibilities. There's,
1: there's a lot there. There's a lot there to a character that, after all these years, you and I and quite a few people still find fascinating.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, exactly.
1: So I'll be, I, I am intrigued by Hayden uh, Christensen coming back to do in the OP1 yeah. series.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well. Yeah,
1: I'm hoping the non green screen environment for both of them mm-hmm. is, fu- is fine because every, they well, at least you and, and Natalie and Sam Jackson and because Hayden hasn't worked as much, but they've all been fine. It's not like it was detriment. They went downhill. Like they were still good actors. It just seems like it was a weird situation.
0: Yeah.
1: So hopefully just be putting on the stage and it's more like a play to yeah. some degree.
0: Yeah. Let me uh, yeah. Well, really okay. well, there we go. That's our uh, separate list. We're going to combine them together in the one list. I'm going to go grab the bongos, Matt uh, forgot to pull them out for the show. Hold on. Mm-hmm.
1: All righty. So it goes Darth. It goes uh, Yoda. And I mean, technically, Mace is now 4'8, but I can't say Mace is third highest. I'd rather see my Coruscant Underworld. I mean, you kidding me? Sopranos meets Jedi's? Great. I'm in. Let's do it. Uh, yeah the java series i think all right all right so one and two are done
0: yep definitely
1: um the next we have in common is what mace at four eight but that seems high to put it at three okay
0: so what's your three again my three is mara jade which isn't known by you yes and of course on underworld yeah I got uh, Jim, Leia. Any other things we have in common? I guess that's the only. Oh, it's one.
1: just
0: uh, Mace. That's it. Okay. Okay. So, uh, uh, do you want to flip, flip a coin?
1: Flip. Yeah. Whoever wins cool. gets next, and then uh, Mace will go after those two selections?
0: Sounds good. Okay.
1: I've got the uh, Batman Supes coin. So, good yep. luck to you.
0: Thank you. Same. All right. Coruscant Underworld, it is. Not a surprise. Not a surprise. Uh, you won last week. Someone put thirty-four, thirty-one in in the comments that uh, you're only ahead by three. And I was like, that's absolute horseshit.
1: Uh, it's called the statistical likelihood of a coin flipping on one side or the other so long as it's relatively balanced.
0: It's totally a lot. Uh,
1: it is not. We've done <laughs> quarters. We've done <laughs> this. There only been one weighted coin ever. Uh, and my guess is because it was your hat added too much weight on that <laughs> one side, which gave it more gravity, uh, you know, more mass, which means yeah. it's going to land on that side uh, face yeah. down more often. Okay.
0: All right. Let's do this then. All right. So that's uh, the course What's under- your name again. I can't remember. Oh, Mara Jade. M-A-R-A space J-A-D-E. Mara Jade. All right. And then Mace. Um. So I've got my four. All right. Mace was my four. So yeah, your four gets in there. All right, Java goes. So then we both have our fives. Yeah, I have Qui-Gon Jin. Uh, I have Darth Maul. I'll okay. grab the coin. Oh, I thought the next person got the okay, okay. I thought this woo, 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 woo! warming up a little bit here. All right, you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Coin
1: flip. No, it was the
0: uh, oh, other. Oh, yeah, it was the other coin. Uh, yeah. Qui Gon yeah. takes it. Oh, nice! A little 50-50 action. I like it. Um. All
1: right. I have my six. You have your six. I have Leia. Uh, I have Grievous.
0: All right. Well, that is that going to? Uh, uh, I think. Dynamic. I think Leia. Okay. Oh. There's more oh. intrigue there. A very magnanimous of you. Thank you.
1: I I do what I can.
0: (laughs) Where are we at now? That is it. Oh, good. We're good to go. All right. So, okay. The top 10 Star Wars characters that deserve a TV show. Yeah. Sorry, my voice is kind of bad today. At number 10, General Grievous. At number nine, Princess Leia. At number eight, Darth Maul. At number seven, Qui Gon Jinn. At number six, Jabba the Hutt. At number five. Mace Windu. At number four. Mara Jade. At number three. Coruscant Underworld. At number two. Yoda. And our number one Star Wars character of the server TV show is. Is Darth Vader. 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 Darth Vader. <laughs> Vader going once. Vader going twice. Um, All right. There we go, Matt. That's our list. Good, uh, Good show here. Damn good show. And we have
1: uh well at least one announcement. So yeah. We have a new, you know, perk, so to speak, for our patrons over at patreon.com forward slash the top ten with the number 10. Mm-hmm. So uh next m- month we're targeting the uh 18th. It is a Thursday. Mm-hmm. And uh we are gonna do a you know private show. Basically, we're doing our next week's show, and our patrons at 10 bucks and above can join the private stream and watch. More than likely, the chat will be open. You can chat along. Uh, we may or may not, uh, jump into the chat. I don't know. Maybe yeah. see how we're feeling that day. Uh, but we're going to do that on the 18th and we have another idea in the hopper as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to shore up the schedules on those before we officially announce that. But hopefully by the time you hear the next show, we've got that. But anyway, the 18th, we're going to try and, uh, do that, you know, one to two times a month going forward. Yep. Just let you guys sit in with us as we do the show. And then it gets released for everybody else four days later.
0: Yeah. Yep. That's that's the, uh, the, the uh, approach we're having is we're going to do the dry run on the 18th. And if it all goes well, that's going to be the, the the stuff, the schedule going forward two times a month doing the top 10 show live for our patrons. Uh, and what what uh, five dollars above, ten dollars, above, ten bucks, we, 10 bucks 10 and above, ten dollars and above. You will get to watch us do the show live uh, and, uh, you know, be in the chat. Maybe we'll bring some of your comments in as we go along. Uh, depending on how the, the show is going along uh, and then maybe we'll bring even bring in some of you in live after the show is done for maybe during the half hour after the yeah. show and hear what you guys thought about the show uh, and that will be the audio that we drop for the rest of our fans that following Tuesday so yeah. that's how we're, we're doing this here uh, and we want to have more interactivity with our fans because we can't do our live shows uh, on you know like in your town but this is our way of kind of doing that uh for you all to watch yeah
1: and golden ticket is you know almost complete so we're trying to think of other ways to give back to give you something new something different Mm -hmm. so sit in with us and watch us do a show and then if you you aren't a patron but you know you you listen to the audio anyway it's not going to affect you the show still comes out tuesdays like it always does it's just we're giving access to uh starting on the 18th of next month and then more than likely it's going to be great so we'll start doing it a couple times a month <laughs> absolutely i can't imagine what the fuck is gonna happen we're gonna sure. be like that's it <laughs> like i'm taking my ball and i'm going home you guys are
0: mean, uh, mean. yeah and you could do that right above uh, my head there patreon.com slash the top 10 go and sign up 10 dollars tiers and above that's another perk you get uh for being a part of uh, the top 10 uh, patreon for sure
1: yeah and um you know, we're working on other things. We'll have an announcement on a second one that we have.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, hopefully by next week, we just got to shore up, you know, schedules.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And, uh, yeah, well, we're excited. Hopefully you enjoy watching. It's basically, it's kind of the modified version of the live show, which you brought up. Yeah. Uh, so. Well, I think that's it. So the 18th of the next month, uh, for those that support us, 10 and above, our thanks to you. And we hope you enjoy it and yeah. looking forward to that. And the next week, we'll have our shout outs. We've got our boss hog topic to close out the month and our usual patron uh, benefits coming that way. And uh, you can follow me anywhere at Matt Nost. And uh, please check out my other score. Uh, pardon me. My other show, Settle the Score. Or if you're into basketball, drop in dimes. But you can find all of that on my Twitter uh,
0: at Matt Nost. There you go. You can follow me at the Roca says on Twitter and on Instagram. And of course, don't forget, for those of you who only listen to us on the podcast feed, we have a YouTube channel. So go and subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. YouTube.com somewhere in the top just type in the top ten and put our names in and the YouTube channel will come up. Subscribe to it. Watch the shows there. Uh, watch our pretty faces talking about movies. Hit the like buttons. Leave comments. All that really important to elevate uh, the visibility of the channel and the shows that we're doing there. Uh, and put little, uh, you know, a few pennies in our pockets because it's a monetized channel. Uh, you can also uh, follow me at my YouTube channel, YouTube.com/slash John Roca says. Get involved mm-hmm. with the stuff I'm doing there, and of course, my other two podcasts, The Cinephiles and the Geek Buddies. So get involved in all that. Listen to all that stuff. Uh, So much fun. All right. Thanks, everybody, for uh, watching or listening to this episode of the Top 10, and we'll see you next time for another brand new episode. Take care.